is London Calling. Here is the last news bulletin for today. The time through which we are now passing is of exceptional character. Hello and a happy new year from the Full Reptile Radio. Uh, I'm joined today by Owen Oxley and we're going to chat about some uh, UFC nonsense, 232. And a few uh, a few things that have been uh, random bits back. and bobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Wonder Boy against uh, Pettis. That's Dude, a good I saw place it on the way start, up. Right. I didn't expect Wonder Boy to say yes. I think it's a good fight. I mean, they've got very similar fighting styles. I, I think my my only concern is that Pettis isn't going to be big enough. Like you've got to think Pettis made it all the way down to featherweight, and then Wonder. I mean, Wonder Boy probably couldn't even make fifty five. No, he's. I don't know how he how he gets bigger unless he puts his brother on his back. That's that's a good Which point. Good. Like Master, Master Blaster. Blaster, yeah. Max yeah. Two. There we go. Solved it. It might match three. Sorry, but what weight class would they be in if we did that with the Pettis brothers? I don't Just know. out of interest. I think you're gonna have to have one of Orlovsky's legs wrapped around like well, one of boys. So so say Anthony Pettis is what one seventy? Yeah. Should we say? And then Sergio's one twenty five, one thirty. Yeah, but he's he's heavier than that, isn't he? Let's say one forty. So we got so three ten. <laughs> yeah, no, it's too heavy, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Unless he gets a hammer. Oh, there you go. There you that, go. That work. Yeah. You can have a hammer strapped to the side of the cage and <laughs> you can bounce and get... See, when it came out, I was like, as soon as I saw it, I thought, that's not a bad noise for Pettis to make. Because the problem is, we've had Pettis against... Um, uh, Chizaya. Yay! Chiesa. Chiesa. <laughs> so Pettis has fought Chiesa and looked really good. Looked really good doing it. I mean, Ferguson, it was his body that let him down. Mm. And that's from battle damage. That's yeah. not necessarily he was out... But that was a fucking, that was my fight of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's looked good on them two, but I don't know. With the whole thing with, with Wonderboy, he's just longer. So I can't, I, I can imagine there's a lot more flashy shit, but that's because Pettis has given room to breathe. The last mm-hmm. two people he's fought have been real smothering, and I don't yeah. think that Wonderboy's going to smother him. So I think it's an interesting fight. I think without even looking into it too much, I think it's something that Wonderboy wins on points. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. It, it might be like a point karate kind of match, though. Yeah. But like, like you're right, though, because anybody that fights Pettis in a, a Khabib-style way yeah. tends to kind of iron him out and shove him up against the fence and, and make it very uncomfortable for him. Whereas if you let him breathe and give him a bit of space to move, that's when he's very dangerous. Well, look, at he fought Benson and looked dynamite when I know the, the cage off the cage kick was like worldwide yeah. that didn't finish the fight a lot of people think it finished the, the fight. showtime kick. yeah the showtime kick imagine imagine doing something for the first time in mixed martial arts and it has your name attached to it See, what would the oxley be i don't know it'd be a batshit probably running kick out to the shin yeah yeah ball <laughs> kick stop yeah. on the toe it would be yeah it'd be like a it'd be like a finger manipulation or some <laughs> shit. I, the thing is it was one of the first times i thought that something was staged and I know this sounds really stupid and I'm not bad-mouthing the sport in any way, shape or form. But when Benson went back against the cage, he lifted his left foot and just tapped it, almost like a signal to say, let's do it now. I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying it was <laughs> oh, at all. Oh, tin hats out. But when you watch it, it was almost like he, he went a step too far, touched the cage with his foot as if to say, let's do it now. And then only just caught it on his chin. And it was gold. It was, mm. it was beautiful to see. But that was because Benson gave him room. They, had, they gave each other a lot of room. Whereas when he went to the UFC, bear in mind, he was the champ. He'd just beaten up Benson, who'd been a fucking dynamo. Yeah. So, Clay Guida grabbed him. Yeah. Wrestle fucked him. Yeah. Wasn't it Gil? Did Gil Melendez have a go? Yes. 
Didn't uh, Eddie Alvarez have a go? Yeah. I, Did RDA have a go? You're testing my brain now. I'm sure it was Clay Guida because he lost. Then did he fight Cowboy? I can't remember if he fought Cowboy. He did no, fight he took, Cowboy. No, didn't he take a, Cowboy a stomach with a kick? body shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cowboy took a, a kick to the stomach before he fought Lozon, wasn't it? Hang on. So what were the names you just, just read out? Clay Guida from his no, debut. hang on a minute. I'm getting Wikipedia. We, we need a... We need a what, what's the dude's name on Jamie. Joe Rogan's podcast? We yeah, can we, have a J- yeah we just Dead Space. We're all right with Dead Space. We're, we're, looking, we're recruiting for a Jamie. Send your applications into uh, Full Reptile Collective. Info at Full Reptile yeah, Collective. We like, <laughs> we like toy bribes. <laughs> <laughs> toy bribes. And if, Ner- Nerf gun bribes. Yeah, if, I- if butt plugs turn up, it's the wrong toy. <laughs> it's like, I mean, Nerf, Skeletric, Lego, hey, you're good. Inf- we, ju- we actually just jumped into news pretty quickly. How was your Christmas? Awesome, man. Because awesome. we put a podcast out after Christmas that we recorded before Christmas. Yes. With before all the shenanigans of moving 232. But kind of called it. But kind of called it. Yeah. We called the Nunes uh, Cyborg Definitely fight, called though. that. Yeah. We called the uh, Chiesa. Yeah. Called that win. So we've got... Yeah, no, hang on. We've ju- we're, we're, we're jumping. Let, let me go back to... How was your Christmas? Very good. Yeah? Very... It was, it was great. It was nice. Uh, obviously, we, we had all the orders out. So it was nice and relaxing. Me and you caught up just before Christmas yeah. and sort of did a fake after Christmas, which was good. I even listened to a bit of it, which was weird. I saw, I, I don't always listen to the podcast because it sort of spins me out a bit. Yeah. I, I mentioned to a couple of people because they were like... Do you disagree with yourself? Yell at yourself. Sometimes, a little bit. <laughs> or like, I'll say something like, oh, in the first two fights he was winning. And I mean first two rounds. And I'm like, who the fuck, who the fuck are you? You knobhead. Just getting it completely wrong. And also... Because me and you, the whole time we're together is like a podcast. I almost forget what we've spoke about. So sometimes yeah. I think to myself, I'm glad I never said that. And then it's on there and I'm like, twat, why is that <laughs> fucking idiot? That shouldn't have been on there. That was not the bit I meant. And there's, and I'll forget, it like sort of blurs between what we've actually recorded and what we haven't. Yeah. But like the most things that people say to me is, you've got... Dan in front of you, who's like the best in the game, and you're talking about curly whirlies and dicks. And I was like, yeah, well, we talk about the other shit as well, but it just yeah. doesn't all get recorded. Absolutely. But and now, I talk about the, that stuff with everybody else as well. So, yeah. You know. And now, but now I can reveal your present. I can reveal oh, your mate. limited edition Nerf gun. Winner. It's amazing. So what is it called? The hammer? The, it's the zombie strike hammer shot. Hammer shot. I think so. Hold on. It's, it's amazing. So like, I've, I've been... I bought a couple of guns at the end of last year, a couple of old flintlock pistols. Um, they've actually both arrived now. They're beautiful. Yeah, we, we have we got a, put, a proper like, armory getting yeah. together. But then Owen came over right before Christmas and was incredibly excited with this, this, this bag of Christmas gifts. And one of them in particular, it was like, like I had to wait till Christmas Day. Yeah. And I did. I waited till about about. And I couldn't overly stress how important that was. <laughs> It's amazing. It's a it's a revolving Nerf gun. What five rounds in it? Yeah, it's per, it's perfect. So I'm all set for the the apocalypse. I've got this is it. Real flintlock pistol in one hand and Nerf gun flintlock uh, uh, revolver in the other. Have you found I'm yourself stalking around the house though? With absolutely, it? just constantly, absolutely. But then, but honestly, I was doing that before the Nerf gun arrived. Anyway, with the with the, yeah. The but now you've got something you can shoot. Right. The amount of times I've shot the kids in the dog. <laughs> yeah, just jump around a corner. And I'm like point oh, blank yeah. while they're asleep. Oh mate. <laughs> I shot, basically I got a, um, I got a Nerf gun. It was in the same range as that, but it was like a Winchester rifle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that just takes me back to playing Cowboys uh-huh. and Indians. And I was like, oh man. So then when the kids were up in the upstairs in the bedroom, I'd sit at the bottom of the stairs and call them down. 
mate, I can shoot far. <laughs> like, literally, they come down and you just hear this scream. The problem is, is all of the Nerf guns, because we've got like a suitcase full. To say that we have 70 guns is not an exaggeration. It's just a bad habit. Is that right? Yeah, it's crazy. So what happens is, I'm sat at the bottom of the stairs and I've got like five shots and I'm shooting up at these two girls, laughing my head off thinking this is funny. <laughs> and they just come out with like a gun they've taken off the side of a chinook and fucking just <laughs> reaming me bottom of the stairs. I'm like, uh... <laughs> yeah, I raised two savages. Well, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to come over and join in the Nerf Wars now. I'm uh, now I'm all tall. You're up. full loaded up, fully fully loaded up now. <laughs> fully dude. loaded up. Uh, what what else? What else did you? What else did you do for Christmas? I got um, my brother came back from Chicago with my sister in law, which was cool. So oh. we got to see him for a week. Yeah, and play games and just essentially we just chilled. It yeah. was the nicest bit. We had people saying, oh, "What are you doing New Year's? What are you doing New Year's?" And I was like. Nothing. nothing literally nothing it's yeah. the best me and Stace never get five minutes together so we got invited out and we're like we did that thing where we dropped the kids off at my in-laws and we're driving home and I was just no one spoke yeah no one because normally you're in the car and it's like mummy mummy daddy mummy and they don't just talk like if I had a question for you now it's like oh where'd you get that MCT Dan 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 it's like fuck off just talk <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to get my attention just talk so like I said, we drove all the way back, got to Sainsbury's. All the supermarkets are available. But we, we went to Sainsbury's to get a few bits to take to a party because I don't like turning up somewhere with nothing. Yeah. And basically, a friend of ours had invited us to a party, which was wicked. And we grabbed a load of beers, grabbed some of the bits, and then my stomach just dropped. Like, I don't know what it was. I wasn't poorly, but I just felt really, really sick. And I was like, oh, that feels weird. So by the time we got home and I'd sort of... because you were excited, right? More than likely, because <laughs> I had my wife to myself for an hour, which is unheard of. A whole hour? Yeah. And I was like, What did you do for the other 59 minutes? Mate, oh, did, yeah, yeah. After, I was exhausted then, I slept. <laughs> but the nice thing was, I had it to myself and then I felt like shit. So like we, we didn't go there, but we just stayed in and we watched Blue Iguana, Blue Iguana, which is a film, is it Samroth? It's good. It's like a, it's a bit like a um, a lock, stock, snatch type okay. vibe. It's a British, but it's good. It's yeah. really good. Like you've got your your mobsters, your scumbag mobsters, and then the American guys that come over the thing can do it. Fucking brilliant. Worth it. If you've ever watched Parks and Rec, John Ralphio's in there. Okay. You know John Ralphio, yeah, who's yeah, yeah, dad yeah. in Parks and Rec is yeah. uh, Henry Winkler. He's he's brilliant. The best. Parks and Rec's great. He's the best. So that we watched that. Watched a, a load of dog shit films. We watched Joe Rogan's new stand up. And just did nothing, which was the best. But anyone who's got kids knows what it feels like that night before you get rid of them <laughs> to the morning when you get them back is just, it just consumes you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you don't want to sleep. No, exactly. You've got so much what time are we going to sleep? Five. <laughs> we need to make the most. I had a late one this morning. Well, I've been, well, you, you've arrived at my house today and, and pretty much everything's out. I've, I've emptied all of the cupboards and all of the drawers. There's a lot of bits. I can tell that Lace is <laughs> away. There's loads of shit everywhere. I've got loads of bags of stuff I'm giving away, though, just like donating like old clothes to charity and stuff. It does I've feel got like my a, Lego out. It does feel like a grandparent that's doing a clear out because since I've been here, you've gone, do you need? Do you need and this? And it's like, do you need this? I'm just putting it in a pile. <laughs> that's yours now. That's yours. And we, we Stacey and Nan used to do it all the time. Like we'd go home with like a garden gate, yep. a bird box. Yep. Like a pump for a fucking irrigation system. I'm yeah, like, they're all in the garage. Why do I need these? They're all in the garage. I'll, I'll take put it. them in your car before I'll you definitely leave. definitely take it. <laughs> and then when you need it back, I'll just, I'll lend it to you. Yeah. Honestly. Do you need what yeah. you're clearing out next year? Here you go. That's, that's everything. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we do accumulate. Yeah. I am actually, shit. what I am actually finding that a lot of the stuff I'm clearing out is stuff that was probably cleared out of my grandparents' house 
when I was around at theirs and they were going, do you need this? Do you need a monitor? Do you need, yes. a, do you need, uh, um, uh, uh, oh, what's the, what's the other? Oh, um, a Bluetooth keyboard for your, for your, your PC. I've not got the dongle. I haven't had a PC for 10 years. But you can have the Bluetooth keyboard. <laughs> Same as, it's like the, the monitor's a tiny one or a Tandy. <laughs> tandy. And you're like, yeah. this is wider than my head. <laughs> It's flat screen, that? Yeah. Flat screen. 14 inch. No, don't want it. <laughs> Definitely don't want it. No. Nah, mate. No, it's not flat screen. It's just got double glazing across the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just massive. It's like cables. You showed me your cable box. And I wasn't trying to outdo you, but my cable box, I could literally fill a football stadium. And I've got, I pulled something out the other day. It was like a Game Boy, original grey Game Boy. Nice. Link cable. What? I, I don't Why know. the fuck have I got that? Yeah. I've still got the Game Boy. <laughs> I don't know if there's ever a time I'm going to link up with someone and go, fancy, uh, you watch, fancy powering up. You watch. You're going to keep that in that box for another five years and then iPhone 20 is going to come out and just as a retro uh, a retro Reef throwback, <laughs> they're going to use that old cable yeah. as the new charger for the iPhone 20. I'll use it, and, mate. <laughs> and you'll have just thrown it away. I've got The thing is, I've got shit for days. I've got like um, a GameCube pad boxed. Right. I've got a GameCube. <laughs> I've got two Dreamcast guns for um, House of the Living Dead. Right. Boxed. No Dreamcast. I've got about a dozen Dreamcast games. I've got an N64 with four pads and three copies of GoldenEye. Nice. I actually found another copy. So I've got three copies of GoldenEye. (laughs) I've got the Mario Kart box, but it's got Mario Party inside. Mm. So some scumbag (laughs) has done me when they've come around. Because... People have like the run of the house when they're, can I borrow it? Yeah, grab it. And someone's just squirreled it in there. So I don't know where Mario Kart is. That's no good. I've got two SNESs, one that's broke and one that, the one that's like a, a donor system for the other one. Yeah. We need, we need like a, like a full reptile thrift store on eBay. Oh fuck. I could we could it. just, we could just, yeah. Mate. It's you could a- fill it. You, you could, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We have got some good ideas for some of these stuff because we've got, uh, Dan's found a haul of bandanas and a yeah. OG fight shirt. Bandanas, t-shirts. I've got some some Zions t-shirts in there. I've got some old school Outlaw Army t-shirts. What we're else just, is in We were just remembering, we are trying to remember which shorts go with which fight. Oh, Obviously, yeah, we're not going to sell the shorts. No. They're going to go in the gym. So we're, you're going to get to see them in the gym. But we have got bandanas from most fights. Most of the fights, yeah. Especially the, the first fight, the um, the Akihiro Gono one, where I was sponsored by Piranha Water. Yeah, which is badass. I don't know where Piranha Water are now, but yeah. the No, uh, it's, a, it's a cool band. Out of all of them, I think cool. it's one of my favourites. Yeah, a lot of people like that the, one. It's got a bit more detail to be to be uh-huh. around your face, whereas the pumpkin one's like a quite a small smile. Yeah. They're still cool, but so they, we're going to be putting them online. Um, we'll also do some promos where... I think we can chuck some of them in for yeah, free. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Freebies. Yeah, yeah, we'll give some of them away. So yeah, you, you've got. Uh, to be fair, your shit Found is probably way more cool interesting stuff. to me because I've not seen it for the for, for before. Whereas yeah. if you saw when you came in our loft that time, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> I had that, <laughs> and I had that. Yeah, it's like we had exactly the same. It's childhood. weird, isn't it? It's yeah. weird. We were talking. What were we talking about earlier? Mad balls. Mad balls. Yeah. What was the monsters? The monster figures. Um, Beast Wars Be- yeah no Monster in My Pocket Monster in My Pocket with the little squishy ones yeah. with, which were like muscle men yeah then we had the Beast Wars which is the one with like the little grip where their arms oh, moved oh yeah didn't they have and weapons? their hologram yes. yeah so we both had them I found a bunch of toys Rock man. Lords Rock Lords and then we got onto cards trading cards <clears throat> and I've got the tra- yeah so I found all of those old school WWF trading cards yeah I mean going through them it takes me back to when I was at school and I was like 
like counting down the minutes of lesson time so I could run out to the playground Would and start trading them. It was pay- playground currency, man. They were amazing. Oh, mate. But then when it started to get into packs where you had like like 200 cards in a pack and you just you couldn't hold them all in it's your where, hand. Yeah, when you're trying I to know. flick through. Especially yeah. little kids' hands. Yeah, especially you know? when someone would run past and smack them as well. Oh, because dickheads. But then so, the kids would then pick them up and claim them. It's like, oh, do you mean pass it back? And it's like, no. Yeah. It's mine, I found it. So that that doesn't fucking count. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm having your shoes because yeah. they're on the floor. <laughs> doesn't work. Doesn't work. But yeah, I got a lot of mine robbed. I got a lot of mine taken. But what I was saying before, I got proper playground flex points because my stepdad's sister moved to Australia and had a load of kids before I was born. So when they came over, they used to stop with us. And David and Ashley, the twins, had all the Turtles cards back in the day. So when, in England, it was released as Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Yeah. And the cards had like a shell pattern around, it was yellow, with like a shell pattern around the edge. And then on the back, it was a shell with a number on. But the difference was, in, in England, it said Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, whereas over there, it said Ninja. So they came over and stopped with us for a while and then obviously got a feel of the place and were like, oh, well, I've got some stuff for you. Because they were like 14 by this point and wanted Doc Martens and fucking... Razor blades. Gang bandanas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like they came over... And they were like, oh, I'll send you something. And it was, when was this? 91, 1990. So there was no internet, no fucking, no contact with them. And about a month later, this parcel came through, this little brick, just sellotaped up, addressed to me, which was insane in itself because I never got mail. And I opened it up and there were the whole set of the Teenage Mutant, but Ninja. So when I went into school... With my swaps, people were like, because they sent me all their swaps as well. So first like, kid with pubes, right? Exactly. Fucking yeah. Billy awesome, Big Dick strutting right? in, and they were like, "Oh, do you want to do some swaps?" I was like, "This is worth twelve. Amazing of yours." Yeah. So I was just wiping people out. I, w- I wonder what it was about the word ninja that was so dangerous Better and offensive. Than hero. I know hero's not hero's yeah. not. See, good. Bruce Lee's a ninja, whereas Jackie Chan's a hero. Uh, yeah. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Lee went out on his sword. Yeah. Jackie Chan's just. Yeah. Just I would say I would rim. say Blades and Ninja. Yeah. I would say Batman's a hero. No, no, I would no, I would say Batman's a ninja as well. Dressed in black, beats people up, quite aggressive. Yeah. You know. Dark past, bit of a you know. Is a bit of a Although, dark and past. he was trained by uh, Liam Neeson, who's also a ninja. Verified ninja. There you go. Liam Neeson, know? forget the rest, Liam yep. Neeson's a false. You see, false what's, what's his what, what's his hell series of movies? Taken. Taken. There's like sixteen of them. Just watch the first one. Yeah. Don't watch the series. Don't watch the other ones. It's, the same it's like with, Rocky. Don't watch Rocky Five. No. That's not a Rocky. It's the same as Van Damme movies. I, I was having this conversation a while back about you, you could pretty much narrow down all of Van Damme's movies into into three types of genre. There's either one where he's ran away from the army to enter into a martial arts tournament. Okay. What? Bloodsport and, yeah. uh, and Bloodsport, Kickboxer? Bloodsport, Kickboxer, The Quest. Yeah. Um, the Octagon. Was it The Octagon? Was it? No, that was um, <clears throat> Chuck. There's often there's there's always one with a brother as well. There's always one with a brother. Yeah. Whether he plays his brother, which he does in in a couple of different movies. What's the yeah, double impact? Double impact. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And what's the one where he's in? Um, oh, Dennis no, Rodman. What was that one called? Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh fuck. I was thinking nowhere to run because I always wanted there to be a sequel. Yeah. Nowhere, nowhere to, to run, run. Two. nowhere to hide. <laughs> nowhere to run two. <laughs> huh? no. Oh, I see what you did. And there. what was his? What was what was the one way? Bloodsport yeah. was the best. That was I was a Blood... kickboxer. I kickboxer yeah, one. Okay, because I I joined that West in 1990 because I was getting a paper. I know it would be after that. Or I, my mum opened me account. Whatever the fuck it was. If you did it with that West, you could either have a ten pound voucher for Pizza Hut 
or a 10 pound voucher for HMV or or um, Virgin or whoever it was. I think it was HMV. HMV. Are they still open, HMV? Sort of. Sort of. They're selling the wanky t-shirts with the explicit lyric thing on oh, and, and like Jack Daniels, but not a great deal. I may be in Meadowall and stuff, but not that I use it. Download it, bro. So <laughs> tell me about it. I, I'm just, as we're talking now, we're clearing out. It's I've in got the way, a whole it? stack. <laughs> That's of, in the way. They're just boxes. Yeah. They're, they're boxes. They're empty DVD boxes, empty Xbox games, empty Ridiculous. CD cases. I don't need any of them. I don't even need the disc anymore. No. But like the, we're, 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 we're so attached to the material world. This is it. You know what I mean? Like Mi- I always use, I got, I got uh, Dre's album there, 2001. Right, it's got the price on the front from HMV. Fifteen quid, thirteen ninety nine. Of course, mate. I wouldn't pay fourteen quid for an album no. now, mate. Michael Bisping's song, you know, Blur song, Woo-hoo. song two. Woo-hoo. Yep. I paid for that to be imported in HMV for my brother because he was spoiled by me, and he was about eleven, and it imported? was on. Imported. Yeah, they're a be- British band. Yeah, but it wasn't available. The nowhere had the single. Nowhere had the had the song, and it was on World Cup ninety eight FIFA on the PlayStation, and he wanted the track. Uh. And you think now, Spotify, yeah. iTunes, you fucking, mate, YouTube, you've got it. Yeah. I had to take him to Derby, import it from America. I think it cost me <laughs> 28 quid for the single. <laughs> what the fuck? That's ridiculous. And they're British. But That's with- three months of Apple Music, by the way. Yeah. And I, I sold our, we had a DVD collection because the guy I mentioned before who worked at the comic book shop when I was talking about pirating the films, um, we used to get a load of movies and everything off him, like fucking shitloads. And at one point, I think our DVD count was something like 2,000. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I, we had walls of fucking DVDs. And I took them to car boot once, thinking a few quid each. I think I sold, I think it was about 800 for about 70 quid. Really? I wanted them gone. Yeah. It's just like, fucking take them. Right. Yeah, it killed me. The, the, only, the only DVDs that I've kept in boxes are... Old Cage Warriors events that I was a part of. I've got them in, yeah. in, a, in a box over there. And then I've also got all of my old UFC DVDs. So yeah. I've got, um, well, I've got a couple of, U- I've got some UFC videos, the really old ones. Then about starting about UFC 35, yeah. when, when they brought the lightweights back, yeah. I started getting sort of 35, 36, 37, up to about 55. And yeah. then I've got ultimate submissions, ultimate knockouts, and then rites of passage. Yes, on the which, on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to watch that again. Then I'm going to lend it to you. I want to go back and watch the old uh, Egan and Ensign in a way thing. So you've not watched rites of passage, not right? at all. So no. I'm sure I'm sure a bunch of people listening have watched it. It was one of the first like properly produced like MMA documentaries yes. that came out, in my opinion. And I remember watching it, and it's it's like I think there are eight different sections in it. So one of them's about like um, uh, Valetudo Brazil. One of them's about the the Inouye brothers. One of them's about uh, I think it's the Shark. Uh, I want to say Shark Top uh, Shark Tank. Yeah, with jo- John Alessio and a few of those guys. And it's just like it's, it's. I mean, it's old school MMA at its best. It's really cool. See the the first content I got. The first thing I remember seeing where it was really recognizing MMA because my brother-in-law gave me the ultimate knockouts, right. which I always thought was the best way to get into it because it was all the highlight Easy reels of that 10, right? 15 years. You yeah. see him Freeman just icing people. <laughs> and yeah, it got you really into it. Like the, when uh, Remco's elbowing, uh, what's his name from the top? Fucking amazing. So that got me into it. But then I started following and finding a bit more content. And one of them, I think it was on the BBC. It was like a really, really British publication of fucking following Brad Pickett abroad. Really? To fight. Yeah, I don't know. Genuinely, 
I don't even know if he'll remember it, but I can remember watching it and he was like a real fresh faced Brad with a straight nose with his toe. And <laughs> that he was, must have been a long time uh, fuck ago. It, honestly, dude, it was ages ago. And he went out and he fought and it was like one of the first, it just hooked me. I, I wanted more. I've not seen that. Yeah, honestly. It, we'll have to ask him what it was, yeah. but it was, it was definitely a documentary team, but it was like... Very typically, and now we turn to a new <laughs> sensation sweeping the nation called Bradley. Mixed, yeah, mixed martial artist is ultimate fighting chicken with Bradley. And it was I don't know because he wasn't fighting for the UFC because obviously that was he went to the WEC way after that. Yeah. this was like Cage Warriors or fucking Cage Rage. Cage Rage, yeah. have it, have it in the fight. Get back, get yeah. back, cage have it with chips. Fighting. Yeah, he, he wasn't. I don't sold out. But that was I it. Yeah, that. sold out. Never. And I looked around the arena. I'm like. I can count at least a thousand, at least seats. A thousand <laughs> seats. But yeah, that's what that's that was my content. Just, I've got to dive back real quick because some people Go are on. going to recognise the NatWest ten pound voucher, and it's important that I tell you this. This is from the the, the <laughs> Van Damme thing. It was just fucking my brain, dude. God, it's just it's like snakes and ladders. These yeah, conversations. It's literally just twisting my brain. But I know there's going to be one person driving going. What happened with that fucking voucher? <laughs> so. To that one person driving. Yeah, so this is for you. This is this is the Van Damme story. I'll never forget. <laughs> I, I waited in HMV in Derby for about three hours because I got given this £10 voucher and I decided I want to buy a kickboxer, which was a tenner, but it's an 18 and I was 12 or 11 or what the fuck I was. <laughs> so I couldn't buy it. I had to wait till a friend of a friend's sister came in and she bought it for me. So I got home and I told my little brother who, if I was, if I was 11, he was four. And obviously four's old enough to chill with me and watch a film. So yeah. I was like, let's put Kickboxer on. <laughs> so we're fucking watching Kickboxer. And the whole way through, he's sat there and he's got the box on his knee and he's fucking loving it because obviously he's getting to watch Kickboxer. So Van Damme's brother gets his back broken. Everyone's kicking fuck out of each other. May Lee, go fuck. All the rest of it. <laughs> and next minute, they go and they stab his dog. Oh, right? yeah. And Will turned to me and went, ah, that's why. And I was like, what's up, dude? He's like, that's why it's an 18. Just stabbed a dog. And I was like, it's always stuck with me. I've never, like, the amount of times that someone's saying, like, fuck or whatever, or someone's getting messed (laughs) up and, like, fucking Tongpo gang raping people. It was because the dog got stabbed. I agree. Mate, it's bad shit. I totally agree. But then, like, I witnessed something a bit strange the other night because I was was upstairs watching Netflix and I'm like, when I'm clearing out like this, I have to give myself... A good break in the evening before I can switch my brain off and go to sleep. That's why I was up till like past four o'clock this morning. Because once my brain's going, I know there are jobs to be done. I can't stop. So I was trying to switch my brain off. I was trying to look for something to watch. And I trust in Netflix. They put pretty good stuff up. And I've been enjoying a few of their series. I've enjoyed the Roman Empire one. I'm I'm enjoying that at the moment. But I thought I watched something a bit bit different. Sometimes I like something with a conclusion. So I have to go for a movie. If I get into a series, then I'm going to be up for hours. So I decided I was going to put on that... um, I think it's called the Bad Bunch. Okay, it's a Netflix. It's got Jason Momoa in it. You know the the, yeah, the big fucker. Yeah, did you see him in um, Baywatch? Have you seen the picture of him in Baywatch? No, I haven't seen it. You carry on. I'll find that picture for you because it's (laughs) batshit. Because all the women now are like, oh my god, look at his beard. Is that right? Look at his muscles. And it's like, look at him in Baywatch. He looks like he's on Queer as Folk. It's brilliant. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he's um he's great in uh, Frontier, by the way. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, I know you've told me about that it before. Stacey's a big fan, pistols. so it's not going to be hard for me to convince. It's all flintlock it. pistols. You know, I'm about that. Um. Yeah. So so I start watching this movie, and the the night before, I watched Centurion, which I I, I quite enjoyed. I mean, it's a bit cheesy, but it's Michael Fassbender. He can kind of 
you know, he can kind of carry it off. Are you going to show me this picture of uh, Jason Momoa? And when the internet, my internet's so slow here. What? Oh my goodness! Is that nerd armor? Is that it nerd looks armor? Looks like an entirely different person. For real, man. That's crazy. Ridiculous. <laughs> but he um, seems like a cool guy to hang yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll send him a full reptile shirt at some point. Really big. Um, one. <laughs> a massive one, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I start watching this movie, and about ten minutes into it, they start. I don't want, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody because I'm sure you'll continue past this point if you really want to watch it. But like they start, like this girl was tied down, they were going to cut her arm off and eat it. Oh. And I just, all of a sudden, I kind of ground to a halt and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to watch this. I'm not interested yeah. in this. I'm okay with historic violence. Yeah. Like swords and shields, guys getting their head cut off by a guy riding past on yeah. a horse. This happened. But like, the, like that kind of like calculated saw-esque kind of, I'm going to do this just to be fucked up in the head. Yeah. I've I've kind of hit my limit with that now. I think it's it's that being battle worn when we watch films where there's fight scenes, and like you see someone like Chuck get iced with a punch, mm. and then you see like Cyrus the Virus get thrown from a plane in Conair, <laughs> beating the shit out of, then like hit by a fire truck, and then he just stands up and he's like, yeah. I call them brow wiping moments. They're like, Ooh, that was close. He's like, Yo, you've just been hit in the yeah. face by a, by a yeah. fire hydrant. You just died four times. Yeah, and yeah. like. When we, because I know this is not the Family Guy chicken fight. No, exactly. And but it gets to that point. Do you know what I mean? It's like we just watched a bit of the uh, excerpt from Cradle to the Grave. Love it. Where Tito throws him over his head. And yeah, slams him, into and the slams floor. him like Brilliant. Donkey Kong. Brilliant. But at the same time, you watch it now and you're like, Nyeh. yeah. We watched Hacksaw Ridge, and Hacksaw Ridge was about World War Two when the guy there's a guy that refuses to carry a firearm. He wants to be a medic. It's one of them. It's a true story, and it's on Netflix. It's fantastic. We because Stace basically she got downstairs after putting the kids to bed, and the Saving Private Ryan was on, and she's like, oh, "I fancy this." I was like, "Is it on Sky?" And she went, "Yeah." I went, mm. "It's already three hours long with adverts. That's going to be like nine hours." So I decided we we sort of jumped the other way, went to Netflix, and grabbed it without adverts, and we we settled on Hacksaw Ridge. But basically, it's it's about when they're climbing this fucking ridge. And they're fighting the Japanese, and it's one of the most intense fight scenes. And so much violence, so much gore, more than chopping someone's arm off to eat it. But all legit. That, yeah. That's what. And it just you just sit there thinking, how the fuck? Yeah. Did anyone climb that and go, let's fight? Yeah. Because literally, left and right, everyone's getting iced. Blows my mind. I, I, terrifying. I, the last three days while I've been clearing out, I've been on a Dan Carlin binge. Mate. Hardcore histories. If, if anybody out there is interested in. Like, just being told a story. It's just, fantastic. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. If, I, I mean, if you ever need to drive to Glasgow and back in a day, I can vouch for it. I've done it. <laughs> I've done been that, there, right? yeah. Yeah. Like, I did... So, yesterday I did Punic Nightmares 1, 2, and 3. Okay. The day before I did uh, Kings of Kings again, 1, but 2, and 3. don't you find after a while it's just in your brain? Oh, Even amazing. though it's not on, I know what's you can still next. hear him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's one of the greatest storytellers I've ever heard. I was telling you earlier, I don't get that much chance to listen to it now, but no. I fucking absolutely loved it. And it, it, the thing is, what I don't get is, like nowadays, people are offended by calling a baby a baby. And it's like back in the day, kids were going to war at like 12 and yeah. 13. Yeah. I don't think it wouldn't happen now. No. You know, if you're like, oh, you lot you got to run towards them ones that are shooting at you. You'd be like, yeah. fuck off, I'm offended. Yeah. But it, it's like, even when you think of like colonial times, when they used to stand in a line in bright red and blue what the uh, fuck? jackets and big hats and just 
you know, your volley, now our volley, yeah. now your volley, or how many of us left? It's like playing worms. Can you remember playing worms and yeah. like trying to get the trajectory on the <laughs> yeah. on the missile right? Yeah. And, and you sort of shoot one, you miss out. Oh, fuck, I'll get yeah. it next time. And then you're just begging that that they're not going to get the trajectory yeah. right on you. But it, on the Dan Carlin, I think it was the First World War when they were saying that the French. I even rattled some of these statistics to Stacey the other day. I was sat at the back door chilling, and she was sat there, and I was like, you know, when the when the First World War started. They, they were all wearing white gloves and blue jackets and like 30,000 of them died in the first hour. Yeah. And she was like, Where the f- what, what? You don't know that? And I was like, check it. I think I was right with it Dan at the Carlin time. Dan Carlin told I, me. Yeah, Dan Carlin <laughs> told me. But you imagine going into battle and the last time you fought was with swords and shields. Yeah. And like in a bit more of a civilised manner. Whereas now someone comes along with a gun. Yeah. And they're like, all right, are you ready to queue up? Do what? Queue up. And just fucking icing a yeah. whole line of people. Now they're digging holes and hiding from gunfire. Yeah. What's this madness? I'm wearing green clothes, so in, they match the match the times. <laughs> what the? Yeah, I can't see you. That's well, not fair. <laughs> there, there was something that Dan Carlin was talking about the day that that it's been, it was bouncing around in my head because it's, I mean, it, it's something that we can't imagine now is fighting an elephant in hand to hand combat. What the fuck? Like, can you imagine? And he was the the way he puts it is like you know, like gathering up a few of your neighbours and you know using basic weapons and then having to fight an elephant. And you know, there's a a tube station in London called Elephant and Castle. Right. Do you know why it's called Elephant and Castle? Go on. So the Germanic tribes that were living in Londinium or whatever it was called before the Romans arrived, it was the it was their first encounter with elephants. The first time they'd seen elephants. They go out of the zoo, and no, the Romans had brought them over on the, uh, on the, when they were conquesting through the through the, Brit, the British Isles. Imagine, do you like, think we made these? That. Stick them on. They yeah. take them. We'll just take them. Why? To all the way to England. All the way to England. Yeah. Get them on the boats, off the boats. We'll do you know how many peanuts these the guys eat? <laughs> all the peanuts. Bring more boats. But can you imagine? So you're you're a, you're a part of a tribe. You've got you know family, friends, you know your, your people around you, your community around you. You're standing on one side of a field. And on the other side of the field are elephants running towards you with people on on the backs in like these little like wooden framed turrets shooting arrows. In, That's why like, it was elephant and castle. In a grey... Oh, so it looked like a castle. It so was a castle on an elephant. grey leather animal you've never encountered, never seen heard of or even... With massive fucking spikes on its front. And a big, big old ears and a, and a trunk. Yeah. What the fuck? It would blow your mind, wouldn't it? Well, I, I, always, I always ask people... Like, who was the savage that realised you could eat eggs and drink milk? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because you imagine standing there and a chicken going ape shit and popping this egg out and going, probably eat that. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, you're going to you're gonna eat that? <laughs> yeah, right. Nah. Same as milk. It's just like you see a cow. Up. If we pull them, yeah. grab the white bit, let's try it. <laughs> nah, don't, mate. Yeah, I'm still not sure we're supposed to be drinking that nah, shit. No, I struggle when kids come up to me and like, try one of these sweets. Dad. I'm like, where's it from? Right, let's 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 turn it back to the main focus of the show because we have two things that we were going to talk about. One of them is another tangent, so okay. we'll save that for later. So do you want to do two? Let's do two, three, two. Let's two, talk three, about two, two, three, two right now. Because, I watched um, the whole thing. It was amazing, right? It was an amazing event. Outstanding. What do you? So first of all, I'm assuming that you listened to um, the Joe Rogan Jeff Nowitzki podcast. I listened to some of it um, because I was on a walk and. I basically halfway around the walk, my neighbour joined me, and it was one of them where it was we, oh, so we weren't yeah we weren't mm. walking fast enough that I could get away or he could get away. Yeah. And he, both of us had headphones in, and he sort of did that thing where he took oh. them all the way out and wrapped them up, and I was like, oh, oh. yeah. So now I paused committed. mine and left one in, uh-huh. 
But then I was like, God damn, am I being rude? Okay, so I had to then take his Bluetooth. I took it out and made the commitment to sort of go, yeah, we can talk. And then he went a different way. And I'm like, oh. And by the time I realised that I hadn't put my headphone back in and played it. The what was over. Yeah, I mm. got to the point where I heard him talking about Icarus and saying the doctor on Icarus has dosed himself. Yeah. And I found that interesting because yeah. it was... See, I, I, I just find myself all the way up to the event, I was going back and forth on it and I was like, oh no, he's, you know, this is proof that he's doing it intentionally and then, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, it could be metabolites in his system yeah. that are in fat cells that are being broken down while he's weight cutting. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, it's... It, it blows my mind the, the the intricacies to it, and I think it was. I mean, it's worth watching the Novitsky podcast because I think the uh, I think this thing with long term metabolites and and the, the 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 depth of drug testing now is going to be a, a topic this year going forward because I think the the with the sensitivity of these drug tests, I think there are going to be a lot of people that are popping for little things. Do you reckon that the UFC have screwed themselves a bit by insisting that they have these in, whereas if they'd have left it and just gone, nah, fuck it. I know we'd have still had Vitor and Uber in, yeah. but... But that's the thing. Like, I was watching an old Pride event the other day. I don't think it's any secret. Like, you can go back and watch the old Pride events and compare those athletes to the guys Fucking that are fighting hell. in the UFC now. They're different. I mean, they're superheroes beating the hell out of each other, basically. Well, when Chuck beat Overeem, Overeem looked like an 18-year-old kid. Yeah. But it's like, it's like in Pinocchio where he gets taken to the Isle of, Island of Donkeys. The Donkeys. And it's like Vegas. they get Overeem and they go, come on, me. And he's like, what for? And it's like, horse meat. <laughs> What's that even code for? Don't worry. What are these syringes for? Not Just shut the fuck up. Watch, watch, watch. And he went from that and then came back as this he morphed into a, fucking into a, He-Man yeah, figure. Into an X-Man. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So I know, I, I know it's cleaned it up to a degree, but it's almost one of them where... It's it's more the the controversy around it. I just I just would rather know because it's. Yeah. I, I was listening to Joe Rogan talking. And he was saying, "Oh yeah, John Jones has said under oath he definitely didn't do anything," and it got me thinking. Is that under oath? Is that like a pinky swear? Yeah. Is that like? Uh, do you promise? Yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah. That's not good enough. No. That's that's not. That enough. all really depends on how much you value the oath that you're given and what you're swearing. Exactly. On. And yeah. and it's like, how the fuck are you going to tell? And what it benefit? Yeah, exactly. What you know how. I, I don't know. I keep going back and forth on it, but the thing, it, like the, the fact that there are no short-term metabolites in his system, and the fact that their their long-term metabolites are coming out in kind of dribs and drabs, little bit here, nothing there. Like a lot of people, I think, are focused on the 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 failed tests. Yeah, but they were interspersed with several negative tests along the yeah. way. So it'd be like like a failed test for like sixty-eight some sixty-eight pictograms or pic- was it pictogram I can't I fucking know. remember it didn't make me laugh he's when, confused when Dana me now. turned around and Dana said don't ask this guy <laughs> he just called it a fucking picogram or whatever <laughs> the fuck he said but like you know when he's testing for sort of like 68 and then the next day is clear and then the day after that is like 40 something and then like I Do don't we know enough secret. about it to be able to test exactly like I've like I don't think it's any secret I think most people know like I've smoked weed for most of my career on and off for like various different reasons for pain management for appetite for quality of sleep for all kinds of things and obviously when i was fighting it was old school drug testing which was you rocked up at the event and they'd select a few people off the card and you'd piss in the cup and that was it oh shit yeah the, like we didn't do drug testing through training camp or anything like that so and I, was it a common thing where it was, was it almost like a box to be checked to say that we've done it so was it a case that if you guys are all stood there and they know all right, we're going to choose you, you, and you. That 
are pretty safe so that then we've got the check against the box to say, did you do drug test? See, yeah, look, we did. Look. See, that I don't know. That, see, I don't know because I don't know who was making the selections. I don't know how random that was. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't tested a lot, I'll be honest. I mean, I, 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 I was tested for... I would say probably five, five or six of my fights. Oh, really? Definitely the GSP fight because they yeah. always test you for yeah, title fights. But, but like, if you look at some of the people like Matt Linden yeah, and Jeremy Horn, Forrest, none of them were ever chiseled. None no. of them ever looked like no. above and beyond. Like they never had a plus one next to them for physique. No. And don't get me, that's no disrespect on their fight like their career but yeah. if you look at but certain people but then again people, neither did Josh Barnett and he was stripped of his heavyweight title years back I don't know Josh Barnett sort of he, he, he was that awkward when you look at him now yeah after he's popped off a dozen times <laughs> he's almost settling into his normal body yeah but I think he was doing it for that long that his normal body was a roided body do you know what <laughs> maybe, I mean maybe but like I mean like like back in the day so so I, I would smoke I would smoke most of the time when I wasn't in training camp. And when training camp started, I'd give myself like an eight week window. And I would, it depended, depending on where the fight was and where I was and whether I had weed was, was a big part of it. Like I would either stop eight weeks or four weeks out from the fight. Four okay. weeks was my minimum cutoff because I knew that th- three to four weeks was how long it would it? take to get it out of my system. Yeah. But then, what what I would also do, because I was quite interested in the process of clearing it out of my system, and I also thought to myself that if I'm if I'm working out every day and I'm sweating every day, then how quickly is my body processing yeah. something that somebody else wouldn't process as quickly? Like Jeff Nowitzki talked about the scientist in the Icarus program, he yeah. dosed himself and to try and see, and it, yeah, and nothing was, and, and he wasn't he wasn't showing any long term metabolites. Uh, what a year on, I think that's what Jeff said. I need to watch yeah, it was that 12 months. It was, yeah, yeah, it was 12 months. But the difference is that you've got to, you've got to imagine that that guy's a doctor, but he's, he was probably fairly sedentary for most of that time, which means that any metabolites that were stored in fat cells were probably not being metabolized, not being burnt up and used. Yeah. So it wasn't coming out in his, in his piss tests. But then, so, so, what, so I, I actually bought tests myself so I could see how long it was taking to get out of my system. So okay. I, I remember like, I can't remember what the first fight I, I had in the UFC was when I decided I was going to I was going to smoke for part of the training camp just to see because I was struggling I mean you know training rather than doing it eight weeks out yeah you got I, a bit closer exactly okay like, like for, I think for, like Marcus Davis well no the G, I mean GSP fight I stopped I stopped when I when I started training for that and that was 14 weeks so that was out of my system yeah I think that was in your book because yeah. didn't you take it in a shoe in a wrestling boot that was the, that was the Marcus Davis fight okay yeah so I, I did not had any for eight weeks before the Marcus Davis fight and what I did for the Davis fight was I bought piss tests so the day I stopped I tested myself yet positive and then I I tested myself every day at the same time every day to see you know how long it took to get out my system and I think for the Davis fight it was like 17 days but then what I noticed is that the heavier I started at training camp the longer it took to get out of my system so if I started a bit lighter and I started, so I had less body fat, yeah. and then I started less training camp to be stored. exactly. Okay, then I was I was burning through it quicker. So I like I got it down to six days. Oh shit! Like I would I could clear my system in six days if I was like like sweating every day, twice a day. How would that work now though with the USADA way that they just turn up? Well, the thing with USADA now and, and marijuana is it's not it's 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 comp it's competition only that you get tested for it so is so, so is that training camp or is that like dude, the fight I could, week i could sit in a room with the diaz brothers and smoke a massive blunt the week before a fight you'd be fine and i'd be fine 
because they don't start like it, it, it's going to show up in your system but there are there are certain amounts that need to be shown in your system okay. and certain times. I can't see it being a benefit. I like, mean, well, that's I, why nobody's testing positive for it I'm about to say, you know? I mean, I've been baked a lot. <laughs> and I, I can't think that when I'm cooked, that I'm sat there like, maybe in jits, I might be just a little bit more flexible, yeah. but I'm going to be giggling. I'm the, 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 bigger, the bigger problem, the thing that, that they need to focus on more than anything is figuring out how to get athletes off painkillers. Yeah, not keeping them off 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 smoking weed or vaping or whatever well, they want to do. Yeah. CBD <clears> in particular, I mean, we know the effects of that now. I mean, we've gone slightly off a tangent, but the the point still stands is that you can like metabolites that are stored in fat cells can be metabolized, can be burnt quicker yeah. and got through quicker if you're sweating, if you if you you know if you're cutting weight or whatever. Yeah. So you've got to think if John Jones, I'd I'd be interested to see. John Jones' training program in comparison to his tests. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So you go... You've got a bit more information exactly. to make a judgment rather So than, like did the yeah. night before he tested... Like say say he tested on the... Like what day is it? Say Monday. Monday. Say say, t- say tomorrow morning his test is 68. Does, does, t- does Monday night he do a really hard session where he's sweating a lot and so he's burning yeah, through fat cells. That he, exactly. I, I, I'd be interested to, to look at that but I think... Uh, I think the sensitivity of testing is is the backswing to where it was yeah. 10 years ago when everybody was using all kinds of yeah. shit. I think for me, let's just say, devil's advocate, John's done nothing. Mm-hmm. I would be way more frustrated with what's happening that I'd want to know. Yeah. Why the, I'd want to know that, I know I've mentioned a million times that my skin's bad. I get, I get eczema. Yeah. And I don't, I've never been... Uh, good enough with myself to cut out crisps and see if it's stopping or mm-hmm. if it's this and that. If it was my career, like with John, with this thing, and I know he sat there and he's like, yeah, well, it's there. It's, I've not done anything. I would be way more fucked off about the fact that this thing's coming. If I've genuinely not done something. Yeah. I hate being called a liar. I hate being fucking questioned on something. When I'm, when I'm, no, I've, done, I've definitely not done that. Mm. And I think I would... I don't know if it's just because he's more professional and he's just he's been dealing with it for a bit longer now that he's not going to lose his rag. But I think I don't know if it took away from the fight. I don't know if the fight card itself made that less important because like the fights were better than that fight. That yeah. fight was all right. Yeah. But I thought the yeah. Cyborg Nunes fight was fucking outstanding. It was amazing. Yeah. It was I, I was I was st- I was standing up, punching my fists together. It was it was incredible. Like I mean, that was what four o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah, I think to be honest, I mean, it didn't. I'd made peace with the main event by the time it had happened. I was excited for it, and I'd I'd kind of got to the point where I was like, you know, I mean, John Jones has been been forgiven many times in a lot of people's eyes, but like given the benefit of the doubt. And I also think the other thing that helped is the way that Gustafsson dealt with it. Yeah. And he was like, look, it can be on rocket fuel. It doesn't matter. Gustafsson was showing up for a fight, you know. I just, I hope that it doesn't follow John Jones now. I hope that they can do more research into this. This is what I mean, get away of working. Stop doing sit-ups before they test you. If that's all it is, (laughs) or stop stop fucking doing bag work or doing a jumping rope or whatever it is. There's something which is... What did you do Tuesday that you didn't do fucking Wednesday? Because yeah. Tuesday you popped, Wednesday you didn't. Yeah. What the fuck is it? Yeah. And that's that's what I mean. It- I, I'm I'm sure it's going to be something to do with the intensity of his training. Yeah. And, and on days where it was more intense, he probably burnt fat cells that were storing the metabolites from yeah. years ago. I, would, I mean, I, this is my this is my fucking nonsense speculative yeah. science because I, I have no idea at all. But like based on my own 
testing myself to make sure I've got weed out of my system. <laughs> that's that's my understanding of it, and that's how it worked for me. I, I you know, I, I, I mean, these things are far more complex, and obviously they're man-made as well. So that, that changes the way that they interact with the body. But I just think sometimes the the problem with um, highlighting what happened almost puts that you know, there's there's people out there who are desperate to put a downer on the UFC, mm. especially someone like Dana. They're, they're desperate to fucking claw at him. And, yeah. Oh, and there was that, was it the guy at LA Times talking a load of shit about the UFC? So, Dana kept having to dig at him at the press conference. Yeah, it's yeah, quite funny. So many. And, yeah. and the thing is, I think it's, it's really hard to keep everyone happy, but UFC have always been open with what they're doing, essentially. I, mean, I know Dana's like said, that's oh, never going to happen, then it does, but that's sometimes you want to keep stuff secret. But when it comes to like business decisions, they'll say, you you hear like like the the press saying, are you gonna are you gonna give compensation to the fighters? And that's one of the big things that you think. Well, yeah, you'd like to think, mm. but it's when he's when he basically turned around, he was like, hey, it sucks for all of us. Yeah, yeah, well, it does. Yeah, but you know, John's getting half a milli, basic. Can you not chisel a bit off that and sort of give it to these guys yeah. because now they can't afford their tax bill? I tell you, I tell you one thing. Anybody fighting for a title should either be disqualified of getting a bonus or be put in a different bonus category because it, it just it seems unfair. Big time. It's like <laughs> kicking someone in the balls. Like if I can get away with one good swift kick in the bollocks, right. I could win now. But that's not fair. Like so, some of the fights earlier on in the night. Like I always, I often think this. How you know? Like like I don't know. John Jones picks up a bonus, another 50K on top of all the money that he's yeah. already made. When you've got someone further down on the card that's probably making, making 25 eight and, eight, and 25, yeah. that, would, that would probably, I mean, that's going to double their purse. Yeah. Like, I, I would rather kind of, I would distribute those bonus, bonuses. I always bit, struggle when I hear the bonuses, the like, one of the top guys, one of the top three fights. Yeah. Because it's like, Ryan Hall got one of the bonuses. Yes. Earned, massively yeah, Absolutely. Earned. But, like you Sad say. CBJ, what met that award to the Octagon again. Yeah. I mean, Dana said in the press conference he'd like to see BJ retire. Definitely, man. Definitely. I just think he's bored, man. I just think he's bored. I get it. I understand. And I think, you know, he's a superstar on on his island. Everybody knows who he is. They want to talk about MMA. Everywhere he goes, it's surrounded by him. Yeah, I can see it. But, I mean, it's like almost like that Veterans League, the Bellator side of things. I don't want to see him in Bellator. Don't get me wrong. But no. if he was there, I think he'd have a bit more... He's but got... We, there's more people you can match him against older guys. Yeah. Whereas now, it's just like... You're going against Ryan Hall. Uh, Ryan Hall. Fucking, yeah, Ryan Hall. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Hall, sorry, was the one who got the, um, and Ryan Hall. Yes. Got the, got the performance. But it was, um, he just, he's too young. It's like fighting a, a fucking young Thundercat. Yeah. That's scary shit. Yeah. Talk, talking to fighting young Thundercats, what were your thoughts on, uh, on give me your lunch money Mayweather? Mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it I really me. struggled. Yeah. I, re- I watched it. And it was like, it was, we, I was just telling you before, my brother came back from Chicago with my sister-in-law who is uh, from Chicago and we took her to a pantomime and I've never seen someone look so stony-faced <laughs> through a performance of someone shouting, she, he's behind, well, the whole Didn't thing get is everyone's getting involved, turned to her, how are you getting on? She's like, yep, this is fine. <laughs> how, long is it? How, how long is it? Three hours, three hours. Okay, I can live with that. <laughs> Fucking bored. And it was almost like that was a pantomime with the way that Mayweather was clip, clipping him and he was throwing himself yeah. a bit like the Cradle to the Grave video we just watched where yeah. they're just like oh you punch me yeah I'm going to do a backflip insane it was, it was a bit dramatic but it it looked to me like Floyd had showed up to do an exhibition match and he'd read tensions 
intense intention when he got in the ring and he was like, this kid's coming to try and knock me out in front of all these people. Yeah. I'm not standing for it. And people yeah. forget how violent Mayweather was earlier in his days. He's a savage. You know? Like back when he was the pretty boy instead of give me your lunch money. Yeah, not money. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, tangent. So It was a weird fight. It go, was go, a, go and watch the rest of the rising card though. Uh, Damian Brown looked great against Aaron Crookshank. You've not seen that one. No, you? no, but I'm a big Crookshank yeah. fan. I like him uh, when he was in oh, mate, the Frank Camacho. Fighter. Frank Camacho's fight was awesome. Oh, yeah. Cru- Crookshank. I'm thinking yeah, Damian was in, Brown. He was in the Ultimate Fighter Live, wasn't he? Which yeah. was uh, Faber against Cruz. Uh huh. Was it Faber against Cruz? I think it was. Yes. Fa- I think yes, Fa- yes. Well, it's definitely Faber. Yeah. Well, it might have been the the um yeah. Damien Brown against Frank Camacho is one of the best fights I've ever called. If you've not seen it, go back and watch it. It's It was wild. Really? It was wild. Okay. I was stood up for most of the third round. Mate, I will, it was I will awesome. watch that. But yeah, so Damien Brown's now over at Rising, which is uh, which is very cool. Good it's move good to for see him. him over there. Yeah, I think he'll make some good money out there, the way that he fights. I need some of those Rising gloves, though. They're I, cool, I need, aren't they? Yeah, I need Rising. So I don't have any, uh, any, any green MMA gloves. Oh, really? Yeah, although I will say thank you to the UFC. They sent me a pair of the uh, 25-year yes, limited edition ones. that was something ones. I wanted to steal. I was looking for the uh, yeah. looking for the pile of stuff. I've already buried them. I've yeah, already buried them it. in the garden. I can believe it. Yeah, they've gone. <laughs> and they didn't have cufflinks. They they've didn't already, have yeah, little, the little UFC mate. cufflinks. Fucking yeah. badass. I, I think the thing is I've got 400 shirts. I've only got one that needs cufflinks, so I need to upgrade my uh, my wardrobe. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a bad point. Yeah, isn't it? Anyway, what, what else stood out in the card? Oh, uh, Megan Anderson against Kat Zingano. That's totally a shame. I. Yeah. I wanted to see Kat... Don't get me wrong, I like to see Megan Anderson win, but I'm interested to see Kat fight against Amanda again. Yes. Because obviously, I'm sure yeah. Amanda wants that back. Yeah. She wants that loss back. And I think she... Mate, I think she'd do it. Yeah. I, I think just, Kat's in a different place. I don't, I don't... I just don't... I mean, I don't. I know we didn't see a great deal of fight. I mean, it was, what, a minute long. I just yeah. don't... Kat didn't look... Didn't look great at the weight, no, though. I mean, she, Megan Anderson's huge. She is. She's, she's a big featherweight. Yeah. And long, it's, yeah. it's not obviously when you call a lady huge, she's listening. She's not going to be happy. But it was one of the, it's just the length. Yeah. She seems so well. You got to think, like Mr. Tickle. You got to think if exactly like Mr. Tickle, because you got to think if she was an inch shorter, she wouldn't have touched her with that toe. No, <laughs> you know Mate, what I mean. It was insane. It was like Dalsim off of Street Fighter. Like, whoosh. You know, I'm going to hear about this next time we're recording inside the octagon because John Gooden's always talking about how leg reach is important, and I, I'm just not convinced it is. He always wants to put the leg reach stature. Oh, stat, really? Yeah, I, I just I don't think it's as important as people think it is. Do it really I don't even think enough. arm reach is. What about this? <laughs> but but yeah, I think uh, I mean that's an argument for that for sure. She's if if her legs were an inch shorter, she wouldn't have hit her with that kick. How about one of my picks of uh, of, of 2019 for a superstar. P- yeah. I am going to say PT Yan against, against a, a mogwai that got covered in water. I think he looked like a like someone had tried to clone Vitor but you know I can't <laughs> Men in Black 2 where they haven't got the real machine they've gone underground and I've got like that <laughs> shitty machine. It's like they're going I can make Vitor watch this and they're going nah, we didn't have enough Play-Doh so he's like 4 foot 11 he's, he's not 5 9 <laughs> I think it's the mullet. When the camera panned round, because Peter Yan just seems like the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. It just seems like someone's wound him up. Yeah. And literally, like, his legs are flying before you've let go. Like, you know you know those cars that you pull back to charge him yeah. up? Yeah. Like, it's like when you do, like, triple. Like, you pull it back and you hold the yeah. wheel and go again. But until you, you start getting the louder clicks. Click, 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 click. Yeah, like, oh, oh shit, I'm going to break, break it in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> or when you go in, a, in like a toy shop and someone's got a paddling pool with one of those cars and it drives up, flips, and the wheels turn <laughs> and it goes the other way and then it flips and it just doesn't stop. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it hits, it's just, like, going everywhere. Yeah. That was Peter Yan. Yeah. He he's, was, he's awesome to watch. Switching stands, nice and tucked up, nice and tight. And 
another thing I know I know people aren't as aren't as uh, nerdy as me when it comes to this kind of stuff but when you're on flight pass there's a little button right there at the bottom of the screen that says slow and if you click on that it's it's amazing yeah it's like watching the fight yeah. underwater it's amazing. amazing and if you watch peter yan if you watch the way that just watch the first round against uh against douglas silver Andrade. how about that for an yeah. pronunciation they, i'll leave you to it like he he barely gets hit with anything like he rolls and moves and rides everything that comes at him it's he's just so well versed in what, what are you doing that's dsda <laughs> DSDA. Yeah. It's fun to fight with the DSDA. That's awesome. There you go. That's his new workout. That's his song. new T-shirt. We'll, we'll re-record that. <laughs> oh, we need to do a draw for the uh, the White Lines competition. Mate, they got people got it super. People quick. got it quick. Oh, super quick. Expressive when I sing. What can I yeah, say? Yeah. No, I, we'll, we'll, I couldn't even lie and say it was something else. <laughs> we'll, we'll put all the uh, we'll put all the the names in a hat and we'll we'll draw them out. Yeah, I we'll, think we'll put them in you, Snappy. The very 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 first person that 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 commented yeah i think i'm gonna chuck a t-shirt too absolutely because i like to think that other people got it from watching it mm-hmm. but i think sometimes when you're watching something like that and then you read the comment you go oh, i can see that yeah we, we need to think of a, a cleverer way of doing it next time like send us a like a direct message or yeah, something like that disable comments on there somehow disable comment yeah just direct messages yeah but yeah well done for everybody that got that Mate, i mean because i showed it to a few people before we we put it up as a competition and people couldn't get it yeah. Like people didn't know what it was. And I was showing people that know the song White Lines as well. Oh, mate, I had a few people who were doing that thing where, you know, on um, on The American Office, where Andy Bernard is sat in the uh, sat in the meeting room and he's like, break me off a piece of that. And Jim's like, don't tell him. <laughs> and he's like, break me off a piece of that baseball bat. No. And he's like, and it's Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah. and you just can't get it. Yeah. And the amount of people that are going, oh, <clears throat> What's the word? I'm like, I can't tell you. <laughs> if I tell you the word, then you'll get it. Da-dum, 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 da-dum. I don't know. I can see you saying it, but I don't know what it is. And I'm like, I'm not telling you. I've got my grandma threatening me. Yeah. So yeah. We're going to do another one, though. I want to do another Definitely. one. Definitely. We'll, yeah. we'll double up. I'll be in the next one. Yeah, we'll, we'll for do real. Another, uh, we'll, do, we'll do another uh, another competition. But yeah, we'll, we'll pick a winner out of that, and we'll, we'll put an Instagram video up and, and announce who, who won that one. But I've got to be honest. You know, with this, just going back to the card, if you, if you look at... Someone like Curtis Millinder against Bahuzad, Bard. Go on. Bahuzada. Bahadazada. No? Bahadazada. That would be a headline for a Poland card. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Uriah Hall. That's not the worst thing for a headline for another no. fight night. Then you've got Nathaniel Wood. You all. That could be a fight night. Yeah. Newcastle. That was good. Man. That was really good. But he could headline. Nathaniel Wood. Well, he, he's in that place now where I think Nathaniel Wood could be. We could see him in a... In a well, certainly opening a, a main card. You know, we could see him on the, on the, open the main card in London. I could see that. Most of them I could see as a main event for a lower card. Yeah. Well, look at Ryan Hall, BJ Penn. I mean, that's a, that's a fight night main event right yeah. there. And the, imagine it? if that was a main event and he just rolled into that crazy oh, fucking... shit. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. You know, it just occurred to me, there were two fighters on this card who had the nickname The Great. Oh, really? Volkanovski and Bahadazada. They were, and, they're and both The Great. Alexander Volkanovski. Lived up to it. What a beast. Have you seen, a, have seen the picture he tweeted at 230 pounds, 235 pounds? He just tweeted, fat head. <laughs> mate, it's just his face. <laughs> it looks like, you know when... Looks like one of the round five figures. Yeah, you know when <laughs> Drop Dead Fred gets his head caught in the fridge? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, cobwebs. Right, there. yeah, he literally pulls his head out, and it's like fucking yeah, yeah. Hey, Arnold, 
it was ridiculous. But that was the, I think that was the fight we most talked about over text. Because Mendes retired. Has he? Retired. When? After like, this? Yeah. Fuck off. Dude, I, I, I read it somewhere. I mean, may, maybe maybe my, my lack of sleep's playing games with me. Maybe. But I, don't, I haven't heard that, but... Retired. Yeah. Well, he could have retired after the, the Connor fight, let's be honest. Because that could. was the biggest pay. Didn't he get off a million for that? Yeah. The second Aldo fight could have retired after that, to be honest. I mean, that was a great fight, even though he didn't come off with the win. Yeah, I I'm mean... disappointed because he's always been, you know, he's been a perennial contender in that division. That's what I liked. If you're going up against him, yeah. you were proven. But a point. then, you know, does Volkanovski just replace him now? I mean, yeah, is Volkanovski the new version of Chad Mendes? Definitely. And and the thing is, I think if I can see him doing a bit like um, what Chris Weidman did as mm. the Brazilian killer, yeah, you know, when Chris Weidman came in, Anderson and uh, Vitor and Machida. Um, yeah. <laughs> Leo Tomashida. That's the one. <laughs> you were doing a street fight. I was doing. There. We, need start, we, we need to start videoing these. Yeah. When we've good. got the gym set up, the gym will be open in a couple of weeks. When yeah. we've got the gym set up, we'll be recording You'll literally from see there. what I just did. We'll literally see very you doing bad. your Hadouken pose. Yeah. But I think I could see Volkanovski going on a bit of a tear. And yeah. The thing is, the division he's in, he's just missed like Faber or someone to be able to, to finish him off. Right. Or, or, or like Brad Pickett mm-hmm. or... or or BJ, someone yeah. where Lamas. They're gonna have to yeah, fight Lamas. I can see him. I can fight. see him icing Lamas. But yeah, I, th- I think he beats Lamas. But there's there's a lot of good fights from him in this weight class, and people forget. Like the last time he lost was uh, 2013. So what's that like eight, 18 fights or something? Yeah. Something ridiculous. But what that was at welterweight. That was at welterweight. Oh shit! Yeah, Lineker's gone. Lineker's gone up, anti. So Lineker's at uh, the, in this weight class as well. Yeah, but Volkanovski's had one, two, three, four, five, six fights. Oh no, Lineker's not featherweight. Is he bantamweight? I can't keep track. Yeah, definitely. If I'd have, if I'd have seen that before our previous podcast, yeah, I would have chose him for keep an eye on him this year. Yeah, hopefully. But then think about, I mean, Volkanovski against uh, Zabit would be a good fight. Oy. Yeah, because that is precision snipe against Marlin fucking yeah. Tasmania. Yeah. <laughs> Tasmania mate I could see it I, I, thing is I was just excited because I watched the main card and then went back and watched the others and as much as like the main card was good I mean the whole thing back to front was was yeah. finishes and all sorts I mean I think the Kiesa Condit was insane yeah one-armed Kimura what I mean fuck? yeah it's 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 sad to see Condit in in the, the on the streak that he's in. I mean, I remember being there. You know, you lose four in a row. You're doing everything that you can. Your power. I just I don't know whether the sport just moves on. Maybe. Do you I, mean, know what I mean, I know. I know. He, I know. We spoke about this before, and I know he he waited a while, took his foot off the gas a bit, said, "I'm only going to wait for a title fight." I know he's got his coffee company now, but it just seems like submission defense isn't different to what it used to be. No. But then, like, you, I think the same thing about BJ Penn, Ryan Hall. Like, you know, I, I can't imagine BJ goes into training camp thinking, right, I've got to make sure I'm working my jiu-jitsu. Yeah, Ryan Hall's going to take my legs out. Right? No. So Is I, it punching but, a check? Is it a case of getting, right, we've I got three more so. in me. I, well, the thing is, when Carlos Condit stopped and stood up, he looked more savage then mm. than the beginning of the fight. He yeah. sort of walked away with a bit of swagger as say, motherfucker, and looked like he was ready to fight again yeah. immediately. I don't know if you saw his face, but he almost looked... 
You look fucking. Maybe he just not. needs to fight a couple of times in the same day. Lose the first one, then maybe, fight again. maybe. I just want to see the him. first fight of the night, and then a bit further down the main card. <laughs> yeah, well, like we it spoke about. The, I like fighting twice in a night, dude. This is it. But I just want to see him have a scrap. Mm-hmm. Maybe an Eddie Alvarez. I know Eddie, Eddie's lighter, but an Eddie Alvarez or a cowboy or a fucking someone that's. I'm not saying we don't fucking threaten him with submissions because he's a yeah. fucking UFC fighter, but at the same time. Yeah, I just want Did, to see him get that little bit. Remember when you when you clipped um, Ludwig? Yeah, it was almost that. Oh, mm-hmm. Right, let's fucking reset and just all that shaky, nervous energy, all that fucking what if, what's happening is yeah. gone. And now you've when you then get back onto that path of going for a mirror or whatever happens, it's just you've just got that line, that yeah. solid line to draw underneath. Whereas at the yeah. minute. It's almost like he's trying too hard to get back to something yeah. and, and forgetting about fundamentals. Mm. And that's when he's getting caught with daft shit. Yeah. But then, like, like I look down this card now. I've got this card pulled up. And there, there are several fights that stand out to me, which is like... And, and I know that there are some, like, Nunes is, I guess, you know, like, a newer face on the scene as opposed to Chris Cyborg. But when, when I'm talking, like, say, say, like, my generation or, like, my generation, the generation before or after me. Okay. Old school. Pre Reebok. Pre Reebok. Okay. Yeah. Against Pre-Bok. against the new faces on on the card. So you've got Kiesa taking out Condit. Yeah. You've got uh, Volkanovski taking out Mendez. You've yeah. got Walt Harris beating Arlovsky. Yeah. And Megan. you've got Ryan Hall beating uh, BJ Penn. I, I, even Megan Anderson is at Kat Zingano. I, I don't think uh, I don't think women's MMA is is okay. There's not I, enough. Like Andre Arlovsky was, you know, well, thirty three. Yeah. yeah. UFC thirty three. UFC thirty three. Yeah. yeah him and George Michael with the same haircut. But it's almost like Brand, uh, uh, Bevan Lewis almost did it to Uriah Hall. Yeah, absolutely. He was looking fucking good. Yeah. I, I, know, he, I know, and Uriah Hall, he is pre-Reebok, but I know what you're saying. It, yeah. it seems a, a lot of a changing of the guard. We should do a, we should do a UFC event. I, I quite like the idea of going back to named events. Definitely. I, and I think we should, do a, we should do a UFC gatekeepers. Yeah, and on one side of the card, you stack it with all of the guys that have been around for time, that have earned their place in the, you know, the clay the guiders, yeah. the yeah, yeah, the clay the condits, the um, the cowboys, yeah, the the cowboys, the Sanchezes, those kind of people, the Definitely. Jim Millers, yeah. You put them on one side of the card, and then you stack the next, the other side of the card with all the fucking all the new fish. Decent so drive. this was something that came to mind the other day when I was watching Arlovsky fight because. Olofsky's next career move is he's got to be a, he's got to be in movies he's got yeah. to be in movies he should have been in Gladiator or Alexander or Kingdom of Heaven or what the Legionnaire did wasn't it can you remember the Legionnaire there you go that's he, it he jumped straight oh, and yeah. that Russian guy in Die Hard what, um, uh, Oleg Taktov Oleg yeah. mate what a monster that he, guy he was, was born with scar tissue yeah, that Fuck guy was me. scary yeah um, so what what cameos would you like to... So movies that are already out, movies that you've already seen, movies that you like, what fighters would you put in as cameos in those movies if you could go back? Okay. Cameos. I would probably go... Kimbo Slice. Nice. In Kindergarten Cop. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Because they would learn all the swears. <laughs> all the swears. All the swears. <laughs> or Jingle All The Way... Just Kimbo across the <laughs> I should have seen Kimbo. Man, there's there's so many. Right? Yeah. Tw- tweet at us. Tweet at us. Give, give us your ideas. Because like Andre Olovsky, they've, they've got to use these guys that have got organic, Dude. real scar tissue, like proper fighter faces. This is, well, he was in, um, we were talking about the um, 
Equalizer 2. Uh-huh. He's in the beginning scene of that and Cowboy's in it and Jay Hiron. Yeah. And I, th- I don't know if it's like people who get a bit of fight money or, or got a bit of money and they're properly into fighting. It's like their little way in. Yeah. Because you know when they did Expendables? I know Randy was in Expendables. He was. One of my proudest what, moments Randy Randy was in Expendables, wasn't she? Uh, one of the later ones. Yeah, yeah. But Expendables 1 was came out on our wedding anniversary. And stays, we went to the pictures to see Expendables for our wedding anniversary. And we sat there, <laughs> as you do, fully <laughs> romantic. And uh, we sat there, and one of my proudest moments ever, Stays turned to me and was like, I think that was the Nagara brothers. Oh. And they were in like a little Easter egg. Modern States. It literally States. panned out, and they've got all the uniform on as the bad guys. And I was like, motherfucker. And she was bang uh, on. So proud. I remember when, um, uh, was it Keith Jardine was in the... Oh, what's mechanic, it? yeah, well, not no. mechanic. Clank, clank, crank, crank, crank two. Is it crank? Yeah, two? and he had his dean of being Keith Jardine t-shirt, the number one signature. He had like six thousand of them. <laughs> Need to fucking. Yeah, but sell then these. Tito was wearing his punishment shirt in the Cradle to the Grave. Yeah, Tito wears punishment in everything. I'm surprised he was the only person in the in the octagon with a shirt on as well. It made no sense. I think he was a bright red he was punishment between fights. He was pudgy. <laughs> That's part of his contract. Mate. I'll be in a Jet Li movie as long as I can wear my own sponsorship and as long as I can beat Jet Li up for a little bit before he beats me up. Well, what was the fight? What was the film with Chris Walker, but Paul Walker from Fast and Furious? And it was with Chuck Liddell and all the Militich camp. I think it was The Death and Life of Bobby Z. I, don't quote me. I'm sure it's something like that. And basically, he goes to prison. And Chuck is he's got a gang in prison. And there's Chuck, there's Robbie Lawler, there's Pat Militich, might be Tim Sylvia or Jens. Right. But old school Militich, like yep. let's chuck our That's keys. A good gang. Let's let's chuck our car keys in a in a fucking bowl. So that that old school. <laughs> yeah. But that was uh the, the amount of old shit films yeah. where you just see them crop up. Yeah, but it, it's like someone, like I say, someone who's into fighting. So like you got Kevin James, mm-hmm. who's massively into the UFC. Massive. Used to wear tap out shirts on King all, of Queens. Yeah, all day. He was good friends with Sean Tompkins. Well, there was actually a fight scene in King of Queens. Can you remember where um, Dan Henderson was in there? Mate, it was fucking massive. If you, it, I think Rampage is in there. It, no, it's that. Team Quest. I think it's Randy. It's Randy. It's Dan Henderson. Maybe Rampage. And basically, it's like a it's like a dream sequence in in the in the bar and they have a big fight I'll play it in a sec it's okay. fucking brilliant but right, he, we should uh, go on go on well, no, no. I was just going to say here comes the boom it was with uh, he got to work with like um, Bass oh of course yeah 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 yeah. and that well, was all Bass about is great. Ba- Bass could be in every movie ever made he's, he should be he's fantastic I've been enjoying his commentary actually on the old Pride uh, on the old Pride events I do I do miss Bass <laughs> right let's wrap it there anything you need to say Dude, I've said way too much and I can't remember. Fullreptilecollected.co.uk. Shout out to the fight. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah, definitely do that. Thank and Hardy World MMA is coming soon. The very, 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 very soon. soon. We literally, we have, what time is it now? It is Monday. It is half past five. I've been here early doors. So we've been talking about website, collabs, new gear, new promotions. 2019. Big coming year. at your heart. All right. Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in. Chasing down its prey. <laughs>